I'm Margaret Hubbard. Um, I have been, I've been doing dogs probably about 20 years. I started out with pit bulls. Um, I've had Connie Corsos now for six years. Just started breeding Connie Corsos uh, two years ago. Um, I've always desired a Connie Corso. I love their temperament. I love that they're really big dogs. Um, they can look a little more fierce than they are. Um, being a single female, that's what I'm looking for. But they're, they're really big couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. I love that about them. <laughs> they're just couch potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So I currently, right now, I currently have three female Connie Corsos. Um, I have Serenity Wilderness Journey. I am picking up my male Corso, who will be the stud of my kennel, um, in about two weeks. Um, And as you can see, I have very unique names for my Corsos um, for two reasons. One, they're part of my family, so I really, really take the time to look for a Corso, but I also take the time to think about their name. Um, They're part of my family, and their names almost resemble where I am in that part of my life um, because it's really significant that especially my oldest Corso, Serenity, it came at the passing of my first Corso. Um, So their their names mean a lot to me and I try to match it with as if they were my child. They are my children and my fur babies. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do a little bit of dog training um with people with tracking and obedience training um a resource for anyone that gets not just a corso but any dog but my my niche is connie corsos um i like i said i do breed them i'm very uh, one of the breeders that is very particular with where my dogs go Uh, i want to make sure they're in the right environment so i do home visits i do skype visits I really get to know the person's purchasing a dog from me. So afterwards, they're part of my family. You know, I check up on them. They send me pictures. I'm there if they have behavioral issues. But more importantly, I don't overbreed every time one of my dogs go into heat because I stand behind the fact that if my dog, if you have a challenging time with a puppy that I place with you, that I will take them back. I don't. I don't want someone to be rehomed inappropriately. So if there is an issue, if there's an issue, you know, I do take them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much me. And sort of what happened was Reggie. I stumbled across Reggie and Dion uh, with Tough Enough Kindle. I stumbled across them about three years ago when I was looking for a stud for serenity. Um, And I stumbled across them, just put out their, hey, I'm looking for a stud. Um, The two guys, the wealth of knowledge that they shared with me about the breeding process. I, they they are very into Connie Corsos, into what they do. Um, I live about, about two hours away from Dion. Mm -hmm. Uh, with Tough Enough Kennels, I think it's two and a half hours. 
And before, when Serenity was getting pregnant, you know, I talked about, hey, I want to make sure I have everything that I need. I want a nice kennel, um, not only outside, but inside of my home. Um, I really appreciate the fact that he drove that two and a half hours, never met me. I'm driving up. I'm going to take a look at your yard. Let me take out the room in your house. And, you know, that meant a lot to me that someone is willing to drive two and a half hours to talk about breeding. Um, it, it resonated with me. Reggie is very, very informative with the Connie Corso breed, the origination, um, where so all of us have a different task sort of in the group. So the three of us got together. Reggie said, well, we want to put together a Connie Corso Brotherhood. And the purpose of the Brotherhood is to educate individuals about the breed. I mean, we have a rare breed. They were almost extinct. They regenerated back in the United States. So Reggie brings to the table the history. He has a lot of history knowledge about the breed in itself. Dion, again, a breeder for a number of years, a lot of knowledge and history. Um, with myself, we all raw feed. Um, I 100% raw feed. Um, not only do I raw feed, you know, with the training aspect, with the obedience. Um, we have, so with that knowledge, we, we put together, we built a platform on Facebook to allow individuals to ask us questions, not just trying to sell dogs, but making sure that everyone before you purchase one, you know about the dog. If you have a dog, what are some of the behaviors? What are the eating challenges? What are the growth challenges? Where did they come from? And that's what we, that's how the Connie Corso Brotherhood came about. And then we went so far as to say, now we want a networking opportunity. So we had our first annual networking event where we there was no cost to the public we just posted if you have a connie corso you want to know about the connie corsos or if you just want to come and check them out we're putting together a networking event we had a huge cookout um where the brotherhood the three of us this month we put together um and we supplied the food it was just really a great time we sold uh, connie corso brotherhood t-shirts we had made and all of the funds that we raise from anything that we do, we put it back to the community, anyone in the DMV area. Um, and it was amazing to see almost over 40 Connie Corsos walking around in an atmosphere where there was no aggression. We had a dog trainer there who did on-site temperament testing. We had a vendor there who did natural baked goods for your dogs. We had Pet Pals, which is a networking platform, again, through social media that was there. Um, and, of course, we had our Connie Corso Brothers shirts and just sat around and just talked dog. Connie Corsos, they, because they are clinging to their owner, they look and they feed off of the temperament of the owner. If the owner is fearful, if, you know, walking, let me say, walking my two dogs, pit bulls are known to be walking and barking and pulling and their, their dominancy has to be shown. Mm -hmm. Connie Corsos are more laid back. You know, they're heavier. They're a little slower. They're, they're more laid back. The Connie Corsos react off of the owner's reaction. So when I walk down the street and I have my dogs, including my pet, my pet is more prone to bark and to pull towards someone, to lunge at someone, uh, regardless of how I feel.
my corso, if I am fearful, then they step in. But they do look for that. They feed off of our energy more so. Is what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. And there, would you say that makes them easier to train than say the other dogs that you've there, Yes, mm-hmm. yes, much easier. Mm-hmm. And they're designed to please, so they're they're very very smart, easy to train dogs. Very very smart dogs. They're, they're not bucking. Where I think pit bulls because of their dominance and you know they're they're a little smaller. They're definitely smaller than Connie Corsos. But they have that big boy ego. Right. <laughs> I always say they're the big boy ego. Corsos are more laid back. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh, I got this. You know, they're confident dogs. They don't have to display their confidence in that big boy style. Right. Well, our, our future is definitely um, making our networking cookout this year an annual event. Um, really looking forward to next year. We, like I said, had over 40 dogs there. A lot of people are interested in taking it to the next level. Um, so we're looking at doing that annually. We're looking at adding chapters. We're looking at making this a national thing uh, where other states can reach out to us and to learn, to learn more. And we can learn from them about the Connie Corso breed. Um, but it's really about preserving the dog, you know, and their heritage and making sure that people understand so they don't get that bad rap. You know, that they're, what their temperament is when you see these dogs, who, who are these dogs and what are they? So our goal really is to network, network and to provide as much education and to obtain as much education as possible. Um, so we're willing, I know myself, you know, I had uh, someone reach out to me from Kansas that saw it and I'm like I'm willing I'll get on a plane and fly to Kansas and sit down with a person and talk about the brotherhood and how how they can make it a success in their state so that's our goal is really expanding and just really saving the breed at this time we were shocked we had one trainer come out that does a lot of uh, protection work for the working dogs Mm -hmm. um, that tested their temperaments we had someone reach out to us literally the day before the cookout that has a networking platform and then the person that does the baked goods for the dogs. So our goal is to educate, educate, educate. To bring as much education about dogs in general and especially Pacific to the Connie Corso to all of our events. Where Our goal is we want to create a platform. Um, where we can actually have where everyone can come without their dogs and just ask questions. You know, sort of like take that platform that we developed on Facebook where we get a lot of questions. Take that platform to a live setting where people can just come together and we can just talk. You know, talk about experiences. Talk about, you know, have guest speakers, nutritionists, dog nutritionists. You know, everyone's really big into raw diets. But do they really understand the component of the raw diet, you know, with the amount of bone, the amount of muscle, the amount of organs that you have to have? It's not just about giving your dog raw meat. There, there's a component, a makeup to ensure their nutrition, they still get it, you know, with the fruits and the vegetables. So having a dog nutritious there, you know, having our goal would be to have a dog, a veterinarian there, you know, to talk about 
the health of the dog. You know, if you're a breeder, you're, you're worried about the hip scoring, the, you know, larger dogs in which what we have a Connie Corso with the hip displacement. You know, talking about that, what, what it takes, even from an exercise perspective. You know, I tell a lot of my new families that purchase Connie Corsos, when they they ask, there are certain things, like I said, I look for before I give a person a dog. You know, what is, where are they going to be living? You know, I, Connie Corsos are working dogs. They are working dogs. Mm-hmm. They require exercise. They require time and attention because they are clingy dogs. And that's that pet side. But they are protectors by nature. You know, so I ask a person, how how much do you walk a day? What's your schedule going to look like? You know, what is your nutrition plan going to look like for the puppy? You don't have to do raw because I do raw, but you need to still understand what are you giving that dog? How much time do you have? You know, someone says, well, I work out of the country three, four days a week. Well, where's the time for the puppy? Where's the time? You know, and again, it is a difference as far as even breeders. I know breeders that have completely outside kennels don't have their dogs in the house. Unfortunately for myself, I do have four, uh, the three Connie Corsos, the Pitbull, and one more Corso Connie. My dogs don't, they're not outside dogs. They live in my house. When we have puppies, they live in my house. Um, you know, and that's, that's me. You know, so I think giving dog owners options to see what has been successful and have an opportunity to discuss concerns that they may have creates a platform of healthier dogs, whether it's a working dog, a pet, or an in-between. You know, talking to people like Reggie who are super humble and, and uh, it, you know, just kind of inspires me to just keep on going and then do my own thing and be around people like yourself that, that uh, are friendly and re- willing to pass on some knowledge and experience. So. Um, so where do you guys register your dogs? Is that something that's uh, important to you? or We register them through the International County Course of Federation. So all, all dogs are ICCF registered. Mm-hmm. Um, now the AKC has started recognizing the county Corso. Mm-hmm. Um, we are getting, a few people are getting into that, but there is a wait for that. And you have to have the parents, you know, already AKC registered. Right. Um, so we are promoting that. And also with the Rare Breed Association. Okay. But all, everyone's going to be registered with ICCF. And because that allows you to get the bloodline, you know, the generations, you know, get your generational paperwork. I always do. Right. Yeah, that's what I would say with the pit, the presser, all the other dogs. I say they're more reactive. Right. Where they're and corsos are proactive. Mm-hmm. Even my corsos, you know, like I said, they're in the house. They free roam in. I can tell you every hour and hour, one of the corsos, it's like they almost take turns. They have shifts. They get up, they, and you'll hear them walk down the steps, walk around the entire house, come back upstairs. Mm-hmm. And when they do it, one of them is like, one is always laying at my door. They're, they're on guard at the door. The other one gets up, they walk the perimeter, mm-hmm. they come back. Um, Pete, my neighbors always say, when, <laughs> I have a new neighbor, and he said, I was walking the four dogs outside. He said, are all of those yours? I said, yeah. yeah. He said, you have four dogs? Yeah, they're in the house. He said, ma'am, I thought there was only one dog in the yard. He said, I never hear them bark. And the one that he does hear bark is my pit bull. 
that if someone goes in the back of the yard at that Jason house, you hear the pit bull run around and barking. But he he really, he was shocked that I had four. I'm like, yeah, I don't just have four. There's seven dogs in there, sir. You know? (laughs) But because they're so calm and with their temperament, they are proactive. Other dogs, in my opinion, are reactive. Mm -hmm. So my dogs, I do a medley. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a medley with all of their feedings, um, and it includes on on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It includes a cow's heart. We do the beef hearts. We do chicken hearts. I do chicken necks, turkey necks. I do beef liver. I do chicken feet, chicken backs. I do ground lamb, um, and I also do ground beef once in a while. I do fresh oatmeal, a raw egg, and plenty of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go to the butcher. I go to a butcher, a local butcher. Uh-huh. Um, I stock up every three weeks. And okay. it's amazing. I call in my order. And the faces, the looks on people's faces when they come out with the with a dolly and a hand truck and they pull up to my car and they're like, you have a cookout. And someone turned around and said, no, this is for her dogs. <laughs> right. So they just look and like, and my neighbor said, like, here she go, the dog. Yes, I get it all. You know, get them. I do kidneys. I do um, a kidney every now and then, a lamb's kidney. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I did it years ago, but I do have plans on showing my dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not in this in the Maryland area. There's not a lot of Connie Corso Pacific showings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they just had one in in Ohio, and that's something I talked to Reggie and Dion about. It really would be nice if we can get some Pacific Connie Corso judges just for Connie Corso, mm-hmm. you know, in that area, um, and just showing as far as to structure. Um, the obedience really, you know, so similar to an IPO, but not with all of the bite work. But I think they're showing these bigger, aggressive dogs with their obedience um, and their temperament is more important than showing their dominancy with the bite work. Okay. okay. So the name of the, um, is Connie Corso Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Is the name of the organization. Um, and again, it's Reggie Ironstone Kennels, mm-hmm. Dion Tough Enough Kennels, and my kennel is Pure Beauty Kennels. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for your interest in us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye.